welcome to Full Transparency, a podcast where we talk about life with pure honesty and vulnerability. And this is a bonus episode. I know at the beginning of the year, I said that every month was going to have two to three episodes, and so far February already has three, and I'm still not done recording. So you guys have a special treat because my sister Ashley is in Washington State um, for the first time in like two years. Um, for like I don't know how many days she's here for. Uh, Lindsay's also here. Um, you guys know and love Lindsay because she's been on a few times now. Um, yeah, we're going to kick it off. If Lindsay wants to redefine transparency, she can. Nope. I'm sticking with my original definition. So we're going to kick the ball over to Ashley of how would you define the word transparency? Like a window. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> you, you don't expect much from me. It's like a window. Okay, so... Can I give context? Yes. So last night at dinner, the three of us were sitting, well, our mom was there too, but we were sitting there and Rebecca goes, oh my gosh, we should do a podcast while Ashley's in town. And I was like, great, you go home, come up with some questions. We'll get back together today and we'll do this podcast. So then <laughs> Rebecca sends the, the questions over and I start reading them to Ashley because nothing is worse than coming to an interview completely blind, in my opinion. Right. Sometimes it's great, um, but overall, it's really good to have kind of a direction of where you're going. So I was reading them to her, and I said, she asks every guest their definition of transparency, and she just deadpan looks at me and goes, like a window? And I was like, no! I was like, that's your definition? She goes, yep. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, this episode, we're going to just, you're going to meet my sister, Ashley, a little bit. Uh, kind of the meat of the episode is really talking about our relationship as sisters and kind of picking apart almost two years ago um, when I got married and Ashley left on the same day. <laughs> but first, um, a couple questions for Ashley, um, which I know, like, my main question is, what do you do for work? And I understand, I even put it in the notes of what you can talk about <laughs> you do for work. <laughs> well, uh, I'm in the Army, have been in the Army for 14 years. I am a logistics um, supervisor most of the time. Right now, my job position is executive assistant to um, one of our lead people that I work with. So that's what I do right now. So I'm a glorified secretary. And um, taxi driver to people. All right. And you are currently stationed where? Rock Island Arsenal, Illinois. You said that in my brain. I was like, where the heck is that? That's not where I thought you were. Rock Island, Illinois. It's in the middle of the Mississippi River. Literally. <laughs> and it's snowing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot to do this at the beginning, um, but like I do in most episodes when I figure out that there's background noise, we are in <laughs> Ashley's hotel room in DuPont, Washington. So if you hear trains or you can hear the air conditioning or you hear random footsteps, uh, it's because we're in, in a different location. In a hotel right now. Yeah. So this is the first time we've been minus dinner. Um, that the three of us have been in the same room in almost two years. Um, so what are your guys' feelings, this reunion of sisterness? Sisterhood? I don't, not sisterhood, that makes me think of the, like, 
<laughs> movie about the pants. Sister of the Traveling Pants? Correct. I'm thrilled because I've known about this. I mean, Ashley's known about this too, but we've been planning getting her here and surprising you and mom. I'm um, left out of everything. It's because I'm the baby. No. You're right. <laughs> I just love surprising people. So any opportunity that I get, and you and mom both were like almost in tears. Mom cried. Um, I almost cried. But shell not. Shock. No, her face was shell shocked. It was mouth drop open like. Mm-hmm. What? Is this real? I don't real? know what to do. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Yep. Basically. I yeah. did. I was not computing. There were, so I just made it so complicated and so like, why does it have to be this day for dinner? And I was like, I know that Ashley's only going to be in town for a few days and then she has to start working. So I was like, it has to be this time. So everybody was annoyed with me, but there were so many times where I almost looked at you and I was like, Ashley's coming, but I can't tell you that because it's a surprise. So I was just like, just stop trying to cancel plans. <laughs> so it feels really good to just be in the room and help all of the, all of the details out there. So I'm just, it's good to have sisters together. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know if mic picked that up, but I just burped. <laughs> yeah. Any other feelings, thoughts? I mean, it kind of, it feel for me, it feels like surreal, like, it feels like, whoa, it's been two years, mm-hmm. but it's like, I like saw you like in person, like yesterday. I mean, you really did, but. <laughs> well, quite literally, yes. <laughs> but like, it doesn't feel like we've gone two years with, without seeing each other. Right. It's just like, oh no, we're, we just don't talk a whole lot. Cause I'm the worst about. You're the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst. I just never know when to text you cause you're in a different time zone. True. Because when I think about texting, I'm like, mm, it's late here. So it's even later where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, mm, I don't want her to come back and be like, excuse me, I'm sleeping. Stop texting me again. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So two years ago, um, I got married and Ashley left. And I want to just unpack, like, what was that? Mm-hmm. What were the emotions uh, for you, like, what was that like leaving your baby sister's wedding with your car full of stuff, knowing that you're going like across the country? It was, it was hard. Uh, only because of being stationed at home and mm-hmm. being around the family for five years. Yeah. And then just getting up and leaving again. It's like a repeat cycle. Like I'm only here for a couple years and then I leave. And it's been like that since I graduated. So now, with my car full of stuff, no room to sleep. Uh, I don't know if you remember my car, but you couldn't tip the seat back very far. So I'm just like trying to sleep on the side of the road and we're, you know, truck stations. I got there in two and a half days. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Really? Probably because you guys aren't used to being, well, I'm used to it. So I'm used to just. Well, see, it's crazy to me because Grandma and Papa take two and a half days to go to Arizona. It's about the same distance. That it doesn't. My brain's not computing. Yeah, but here's the difference. I 
Okay, this is only fresh in my brain because I had a trip to Arizona on the docket, but then it got canceled. It's only 22 hours. Knowing you, you would have driven straight through. Well, okay, so it's 22 hours to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. It's 30, no, it's 42 hours because I have to go through Montana. Right. Which is an extremely annoying state to go through. If you guys ever do Clash Country, don't go through Montana. I love Montana. Okay, I've I never drew been. Montana in the wintertime. Okay, that's different. I was there in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens every time. Every time I PCS somewhere new, it is always in the winter mm-hmm. or at the end of the winter. So going from Bragg to Washington, also in the winter. Washington to Illinois, dead Midwest weather. So I show up, there's no snow. The very next day, it's like up to my kneecaps. I'm like, <laughs> hey, I came here in shorts. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Lindsay, your emotions on, on that day? Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, it was such a fun day because it was like, I mean, Brandon was already family at that point. Like right. you guys were engaged and you knew that this was it. And he kind of just fit really easily into our crazy mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was like beautiful and exciting, but it was also a countdown to her leaving. Right. So it was like, yay, super excited for you both to start like living your lives together. But also like, gosh, now we have to say goodbye again. And it was like, we had just started really intentionally rebuilding a lot of things yeah so it was like all right so now we have to figure out how to do this long distance again so it was that that mixed bag of like the excitement and the joy and all of that but then Mm -hmm. also like the sadness plus tay was already gone yeah tay is our nephew and ashley's son so it was like we had said goodbye to him already and then we had to say goodbye to you so that was sad. Yeah. I mean, I was all over the place. Like, I just got married. Yeah. So I'm, like, on that, like, wedding high of, like, oh, my gosh, like, this just happened. And then, like, in a matter of sec, like, people talk about how, like, they have, like, sobering moments in life where it's just, like, instantly, like, sober. Not that I was intoxicated because I'm not about that life. Um, but it was that, like, sobering moment of, like, oh, right. Yeah. Like, my big sister's also leaving. Yeah. And, like, this kind of sucks. And then I, cope, and then I coped with opening all the presents that were left oh at the Oh, my church. gosh. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, let me just open all of these things. It was <laughs> the three of us, me, Rebecca, and Brandon. I can't remember. Did you ask or did Brandon ask you? What? Do you want to start opening? I think it was the cards. Yeah, was it was the card? cards. I was there for that. Were you? Yeah. That day's kind of a blur because for we me. were like laying like on the um, was it the floor? I was gonna say we were just sitting on the floor. Yeah. I thought you had already left. No, I left like seven or eight o'clock at night. Like the sun was going down, and by the time I hit Portland, it was like ten o'clock. Cause I was flying. No. Yeah. I was there. 
Because someone came through the side hallway. Pastor Kyle. Oh, that's right. When yeah. we were reading his card and saying, I think the scripture's out of context. Oh, it's so funny. And then we opened it, we're like, oh! <laughs> yeah. Scripture was not out of context. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all I wanted to say, though, taking those boots off and driving, <laughs> phenomenal feeling. Yeah. I took my boots off so early. I was just wearing my Vans underneath my dress. And someone asked me, they're like, hey, I want to see your boots. You recommend this, like, she made this big statement about how everyone was wearing cowgirl boots. And I was like, get out of the room. <laughs> I was like, oh, I took them off already. We took, like, the photos and did everything. And I still don't wear them very often. I just don't want to ruin them. Mine are destroyed. Yeah. They became my farm boots and then my dog chewed on them. But, Anyway, yeah. uh, what is what has happened over these last two years? That's just an open, open question for whoever wants to answer that first. Uh, well, I'm promotable now, so I'm just waiting for what they call an OML number to get published so I can get promoted. And the list came out yesterday. Nice. And I wasn't on it. Oh, again. They didn't pick up no one in my MOS, so MOS is my job title. I think it's a number and a letter identifier. And I was like, this is not cool. This is two months in a row. I'm just not getting promoted. Um, what else has happened in the last two years? I've changed job positions. Um, I've been through two disgusting Illinois negative, <laughs> you know, everything moments and freezing bill. Um, <laughs> Let's see, not to scare you guys, but I live in the ghetto. Not that this is surprising, but I know you guys have seen where I live. Well, and I think I told Lindsay that like my first month in Illinois, my car got shot. It's done been fixed since then, but um, <laughs> I did not know that. But like, she also lived in Puyallup when she was in Washington for a while. So, so um, yeah, so that's fun. My neighbors are all afraid of me now because they, they know who I am, what I do and what I carry. Um, <laughs> probably because I practice in my front yard because I have a big yard, but, um, Hey, whatever works. Gotta do what you gotta do. It's not a show of force. I'm just, I'm practicing. <laughs> um, see what else is due. Uh, then the next six months, I will know where my next duty station is. Washington. I'm trying. So, uh, <laughs> little side story since we didn't get a top one because we only had the restaurant. Um, I did a recon with one of the majors here and he was like hey we have uh three slots open if you want to come over it's like Psh, i will do an inner organization transfer if you can literally just tell your hrc to pull, pull me back over here because i would totally come back home and retire because mm -hmm. that's all i need to do yeah is get to my next duty station and retire and then oh guys i don't know what i'm gonna do with my life i'm gonna be 42 and <laughs> She's going to open a taco truck. I'm not going to open a taco A food truck. truck, not a taco truck. A food truck. Because this girl can cook. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, there's so many different avenues that I could go. But I will be 42 and retired. My first retiring. Because we all know that I can't sit still. No. So I'll have another job. You've also talked about being a mailman. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, go federal, go to federal. Why not? Yeah. Um, I can also get a, a civilian DAC job on post, so I can do that. Too. Sorry, you want to be a mail carrier? Yeah. 
Do you know how much military units <laughs> work right now and how much they get paid for overtime? No. On top of the benefits that they get, they're so good. It's not like I'm, no offense to your uncle, it's not like I'm trying to go to UPS or FedEx. <laughs> I mean, because if I literally, if I could, if I got out right now, if I got out right now, I could work in any warehouse and go into a supervisory position and there'll be people that have been there 10, 20, 40, a thousand years. <laughs> and I would get paid more than them because I have the federal logistics background. Gotcha. So I can go into like super supervisory level jobs and just be like making bank. Now everyone's like, hi, why don't you just go work for John Deere? I'm like, eh. I don't, I don't want to do that because I don't like the hours that I work now. And they were, they were like, well, if you're a supervisor at John Deere, and this is just for the state of Illinois, so let me, let me cap that in, in Iowa. So they were offering people that had 10 plus years of military service to come in as a supervisor. They were making 225 whew, starting. And if you have degrees, your pay goes up. But they want you to work 80 to 90 hours a week. Mm -hmm. was like, That's disgusting. I don't even like the time that I work now. So, <laughs> no. I want a, I want, to, I want to pull back my workload, not mm -hmm. add more to it. That's but if you so can gross. give me, like, day on, day off, or, like, work three days, or work from home. If you can let me work from home and make that money, I would totally <laughs> You're asking me to be a supervisor. All I need to do is look at data. Mm -hmm. And then yell at people. But think she's going to I am not, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what are you going to try and say here? Yeah. I mean, the last two years, I mean, so much has happened. Uh, I was diagnosed with a chronic illness, which has been super fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not really. Um, I went back to school um, as of today, actually. Um, I started my new job at a pregnancy center. Um, I am now the PR, which just sounds like super fancy and stuff, <laughs> just because I'm like, wow, that's like a management position. <laughs> I'm not management material. <laughs> not true. Well, but like it, I've, I've never done something like this. So it's just an interesting position to step into of like, you are the face of this organization. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> not to cut you there, but uh, that saying irritates me. The face of an organization. Oh, yeah. Because we get told that every day when we're like wanting to yell at somebody, remember you're the face of this organization. The army's known for beating people up. Let <laughs> me be me. Let me be me. Let me be who I am. We do not promote violence in this podcast. <laughs> you, know yeah. what I, you know what I mean, though. I know. Yeah. I'm just teasing. But you're the face of this organization. Be professional. I'm being professional. Without throwing paper clips at me. And that is not, that is me being generous with what I'm saying. There are times that you work with people that you don't want to work with because uh -huh. they're, they're man-ish. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Men are, men are man-ish. Man-ish. Men are man-ish. And they think that they rule the world. But if they were to actually realize how they got to where they were. It was from a few but that's just my personal opinion. So I ran, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't no, that's good. Right. That's really the highlights of my last two years. So. 
working on my degree and I mean I get we got two dogs they're so sweet yeah Lindsay last two years yeah um I don't think a whole lot has changed I mean the way that I do my job has changed um and there have been things that have been taken away and added and shifted and adjusted but other than that I <laughs> um well, I guess it's been two years since I've been a youth leader. Um, I joined the team and I had middle school to start with. And then one of our high school leaders needed to step out because they were focusing on their family and, you know, young couple trying to, trying to start a family and right. being a youth leader is a big commitment. Yeah, it is. Um, so I had my sophomores and they are now seniors this year which is devastating, but such a, such a blessing to my life. Um, but yeah, the last two years have been really just about growing in my leadership and learning and really trying to pursue the things that the Lord is calling me to. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. What is it like having a close sistership? Is how I've de- defined it, uh, but living so far away, which really applies to the two two of us who live in the same state, and Ashley who lives out of state. Mm-hmm. How has that dynamic worked? So, I mean, I just feel like it just it works. Like we're weird about it, but it's but it's but it's like our norm. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like we just pick up. Like it was yesterday, yeah. And we just keep it moving, mm-hmm. and that's just how it's been. It's just it's my norm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've really, man, that like kind of hurts my brain. A lot of my memories, like you've always just been in the military, for me. Well, yeah. There's twelve years between us, so. Well, yeah. So like. <laughs> I have like these core memories of like when I was real little, but then like it was the Air Force and then the Army and like that little gap when Tay was born, but then that's when the divorce happened, so that was just a whole messy blur of things anyway. Yeah, everyone. So I've always just like, it's always just been like, oh, well, she's in the state, she's in the state, but like other than that, minus like in high school when the whole like I didn't have a phone thing situation happened, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember that. Yeah. Ashley ended up paying for my phone because my dad and stepmom took my phone away, and the rule was that the phone had to stay at least on and charged at all times, even mm-hmm. if I couldn't possess it. And Ashley used that as an advantage of calling at the same time every day. <laughs> I did. And she, I'm using parentheses, but you can't see me, helped me with my math homework. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think there has been, I mean, as we've gotten older, there's been a much clearer intentionality mm-hmm. that I think at least the three of us um, have chosen to step into. Because, like, as kids, outside of dad's side of the family, we didn't really call anybody else. Mm-hmm. We didn't go visit anybody else. 
Not for a very long time. Like, yeah. I can remember being real little and visiting Aunt Sue on Mom's side, but that yeah. was literally it. Yeah. I mean, we had some interactions with other family members, but they were far and fewer between than Dad's side because right. they were all local. Um, But I don't think the intentionality of maintaining solid relationships was modeled for any of us very well. So, like, as we've gotten older, it's like, man, that relationship fell apart, and I don't really know why. Do I want my sibling relationships to look like that? No, not at all. So, we've had hard conversations, we've worked through some things, and now there's the, oh, we haven't talked in a month? I'm not going to be mad at you. We need to talk more. <laughs> so it's just like... I'm not going to be mad at you, but I'm going to randomly FaceTime our group chat and just see who picks up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, stop it. You're calling me out. No, it's not just you. Like, you are sometimes harder to pin down depending on what city, state, slash country you're in. True. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's been such an emphasis, specifically over the last two years, to really prioritize this. Yeah. Because like vacations come and go, friends come and go, but like my relationships with you guys are forever. Yeah. And that's a choice. <laughs> um Yeah, having the distance is hard. But when either one of you call, as long as I see it, <laughs> It's a priority to pick it up. Yeah. So. It's like you picking up the other day. I'm like FaceTiming her because I'm trying to figure out what the heck our plan was for our Galentine's. And I'm like, where are you? And she's like, oh, I'm at the gym. I'm like, you did not have to pick up. He's totally on the bike. And my friend that I was with, she's like, what are you doing? I was like, my sister's calling. Hold on. And we just like stopped our conversation. I picked up the phone. And then I get off and I looked over and I was like, sorry, that was my sister. And she's like, no, love it. Picked up my book. I was just waiting for you to be done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the hardest part about living apart from your sisters? Um, I mean, even for us living about an hour and a half, me and Lindsay, um, that is when I say us, uh, living about an hour and a half from each other, like. When Ashley was here, like, you guys literally lived on the same street. True. <laughs> Walking distance. Hollering distance if we had good lungs that day. And did I ever walk? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> did, Ash did Ashley frequently run? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the hardest part about not, I mean, specifically for the two of you, like, not living on the same block anymore? Yeah. It's hard because we both have really busy lives, and I mean the three of us do. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I just live south. Yeah, but with with busy lives, time differences, <laughs> um, the multitude of I'm never knowing when I get off work anymore with my new job, and I just come home and go eat, and sometimes shower and <laughs> sleep just to go play repeat over and over again. Um, I need to get better with my communication skills because we all know it sucks, but I, I can talk about it. But um, <laughs> I just forget because I'll be like, what's my checklist for tomorrow? 
Yeah. Right. And then I'm just like, but every once in a while, I know Lindsay would be like, hi, how are you doing? I was like, I'm just grilling. I have nothing. I remembered that I have, you know, other people um, that I don't have to babysit 24 hours a day. And that's probably the hardest part for me is one, I, I've always been bad at communication. And then just knowing when you guys are or not busy is. It's not like I have you guys' calendars. No, you wouldn't want mine. The same. You guys do not want mine. <laughs> it's color coordinated, like 15 different colors. Yeah. And yep. Pretty much. Yep. Work's always red. <laughs> well, and oh, I no, have... No, no, no. Work has 15 other colors. I only have two. <laughs> it's either I'm there or I'm not. I have other people's calendars on my calendar. <laughs> you and I'm like, yeah. I have the same thing. I have Brandon's and the church calendar, which yeah. means if I have the church calendar, I have the whole staff's calendar. <laughs> Yeah. So you guys get my life. It's yeah. a hoop. That's 100%. why my stuff's always in red because everyone else refuses to use red. So that is I, a scary color. So then when I That's open my color. calendar to be like, what am what is Rebecca doing? I'm like, where's the red? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no red on this day. <laughs> Rebecca's doing nothing. Yeah. See my my calendar is is not exactly my calendar my calendar is merged with my boss's calendar Mm -hmm. so i sorry as we talk um (laughs) let me turn that off um constantly having to know where he's supposed to be and doing reminding yelling Internally and externally, you want to like you're supposed to be like over across town. Yeah. What I mean by across town, I mean across the post because he has to be over there. But um, yeah, I don't have my own personal calendar. My personal time is, hey, I'm going to this meeting, but this meeting's not for me. <laughs> okay, glad everyone understands that. But like, where, why, huh? That's okay. We'll see you when you get back. <laughs> My job requires so much shoe from the hip type stuff when it comes to like changes and everything. I'm just like, I hear, wake me up if you need me type because I'm half asleep one hour. So, <laughs> um, and my saying at work is, I only work here some of the time because I'm literally never at my desk. Mm-hmm. because I have so many projects for my boss that have to get managed and maintained. And then I have to run and do all those while making sure like where he's supposed to be is where he's supposed to be. Yeah. And if something changes, I have to have the back phone to let him know. <laughs> and then if I'm in a different building, I have to run back over to my main building and be like changes, changes, changes. Do you have to go there now? And that and they go that way. It's not like I can just call him because half the time I have his phones because I have to, <laughs> I have to answer those too. Yeah. So, yeah, calendars. No, I don't like them. <laughs> Purple on the calendar though, best time. Want to know why? Because it states an appointment, which means they're not there. <laughs> or I'm not there because I have appointments too. But yeah. So our last question. Um, is really aimed at the two of you because I 
I can't pinpoint it. Um, but when was the turning point of the relationship moving from big sister to little big sister, little sister to being like best friends? Cause like, I know like, Ooh, you guys are some of my best friends. And I know that's just kind of built into like being sisters. Uh, but I'm also the youngest. So I'm like, I don't know when that turning point was like mm-hmm. one day it just, it just was. Yeah. So me and Lindsay were talking about this earlier and I think I agree with what you came with, which was me coming back here from when I was in the Air Force, getting ready to have TV on, and all the shebang was happening. Sorry, shebang is separation of your guys' parents. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a clarifier. When I referenced the divorce, that's mine and Lindsay's parents, not, Ashley's not included in, like, Yes, you're included because it impacted you. It did. But you are our half-sister. It was not the divorce of your parents. Just the divorce of my mom. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. I don't really remember that time. Which I know, like, separate from the podcast, we have <laughs> had many conversations about the fuzzy years. Yeah. Yes, that is the beginning Honestly, is when I came back. Were we in the Shelton House when I came back? Yeah. Yeah. So we're in the Shelton House. I have house. one vivid memory of the Shelton House, and I'm not going to share it on the podcast because it involves you being in the bathtub. <laughs> I think you might have shared it in the other podcast. You can share it. <laughs> I may have. I'm. I'm not. I'm not a, a self-conscious person. <laughs> I was going to say a lot of what we've talked about with our parents' divorce is in a separate podcast. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to go into all of that. Um, But I do. So here's, here's kind of why the divorce was kind of a shifting pivotal point for many relationships in our lives. Growing up, you were like a step in second mom for the younger kids and by younger kids primarily I mean us but like Drew too like you took care of him you took care of us but like I remember you (laughs) coming up with the most random things to do during the summer we're not going to go into detail please don't because I I, I see I see a a, a very small point of what I think you might be talking about please don't go there um but I just had a weird memory unlocked from not that, but going to an appointment with you and Shelton, and we had to walk down the hill to the catch the bus. Mm-hmm. One of many adventures. Yeah. Yeah. And then somehow, somehow we got back up to the the house. Yeah, I don't remember the end of that day, but I do remember walking down the hill, walking on the sketchy highway. <laughs> And being like, we gotta catch catch the bus, and being like, this is super dangerous. But we were like, we gotta get to where we need to go. Um, but anyway, like growing up, you you took care of us when our parents were either at work or taking care of other kids, and you helped with dinner and cleaning the house and that kind of stuff. So it was like there was no friendship there because you were an authority figure, and not that you didn't play with us and love us and care for us in that way, but you were just an adult in a teenage body. And then 
experienced heartache and then left for the Air Force and then came back. And in between that time, we grew and became different people. So then by the time you came back, it wasn't like we were, I mean, you were still pretty, Rebecca was still pretty young, but like I was a teenager then and had my own thoughts and emotions and feelings. So then it was like, okay, who is Ashley coming out of the Air Force, getting ready to have Tavion? And who is Lindsay, 15, experiencing her parents no longer being together? So it was like, we had to really get to know each other again. Yeah, 10-year-old me was just running around. <laughs> yeah. Rebecca was bebopping around trying to find her head. <laughs> And then Lindsay getting, Bing, bow. Lindsay getting scarred from me at the hospital. Oh my gosh. I was in the room when Tavion was born. I And at this point, I still wanted to be a nurse. I was like, yeah, okay, kids, everything. I love babies. I totally want to do it. And the I... nurse was like, you're going to hold her leg. And I was like, <laughs> lost it. I almost passed out. Okay, so this is not... I was pretending to be sick that day, but because I was pretending to be sick, I was not allowed to come to the hospital. <laughs> yes, yeah, so... Poor Lindsay got scarred because one, Tavion's birth was not a normal birth because he wanted to come out before I was fully dilated. Fully dilated and they rolled my cervix over his head and shoulders. And Lindsay was at the brunt of that. Holding her leg. And the nurse was like, honey, you gotta hold her leg. I was like, I gotta hold my legs. I can't stand. <laughs> like um, my, oh. mind you, that whole that whole morning sucks because it, How did you get there? Mom came and got me. So <laughs> let, let me tell you about what happened. So I feel like we just talked about this, trying to figure out how I actually got to the hospital that day. So because <laughs> I walked from the high school. Yeah, I was in Olympia. At this point, was mom taking you to Shelton for school for high school? Yeah. So you and mom left that morning. I was still at the apartment. Was, she was still carpooling. Yes. So I was in the apartment. Mm -hmm. I got up to use the bathroom, didn't know my water broke. And then I went back to doing something on the computer <laughs> and then realized that I was still leaking fluid and trying to call mom at the casino mm -hmm. for like two hours. So I'm an active labor guys for two hours before mom even gets the first phone call that I'm in active labor. And mind you, I'm glad I have a high tolerance for pain because if I was anybody else, I'd probably be screaming bloody murder or walk, trying to walk to mm -hmm. the hospital on the West side. That was like a clinic and I really didn't want to do that. But so mom came after like three hours, came, got me and then drove me all the way to Shelton to yeah. the doctor's office. I don't know at what point you got told to come over to the hospital, but I think when mom was on her way because she was like, Hey, are you in class yet? And I was like, no, first bell hasn't rung. Cause at that point I wasn't doing cheer. I wasn't doing any sports. I was depressed, <laughs> but she was like, well, Ashley's water broke. So don't go to class because if you go to class, they won't let you leave unless I pull you out. She's like, so leave campus. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I've already been seen by teachers, so they know. She's like, well, I'll just excuse you, but I need you to just leave campus and well, walk over to high school. still working at the high school at that point. I know. <laughs> so I just left. I was like, mom said go, so I'm leaving. <laughs> so were you there when the nurse was trying to put the IV in my arm? I can't remember. Okay, so make matters worse. Like, 
I'm in full-blown active labor. This lady's trying to give me an IV standing up. Yes. And she nicks my entire arm and has to go to my other arm. And the other, the other nurse comes in and goes, what happened? I was like, um, I've been standing and she's been trying to put a needle in my arm. She's like, how about you sit down? Okay, but you're missing a crucial detail. Which portion? When she did it, and you may have meant this when you said nicked, she, did she get the IV in your arm? Yes, and then it blew, the, the port blew. She, she's bleeding from her arm, like profusely dripping all the way down to her <laughs> fingertips. And I'm like, weak of the knees already. And I'm like, uh, this is not normal. And the nurse was like, oh, we should try somewhere else. And I'm like, my sister's blood is all over the floor. What the heck? Mind you, this is 15-year-old Lindsay going. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm gathering is Tavion's birth is where we all became friends. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> where you guys really became friends. And then well, we got up close and personal. <laughs> I saw lots that day that I was not planning on seeing. <laughs> I don't really know where. Because I was 10, like, I was still, like, your, I was kid's sister. Yeah. Like, I was so small. I don't really know where, like, the turning point for happened. Us, I, I can't pinpoint for you guys because you guys only know where your relationship is. But for you and I, Rebecca and I, I think it was when it was after I had come home from Texas and you were living with dad again and they were, like, Junior year. They were like laying down the law. It was like smack down. Rebecca's not allowed to leave the house. She's not allowed to do this. She's not allowed to do that. Da, 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 da. And then <laughs> that's what it was. Maybe yep. maybe that's what it was for you guys. Because yeah. I was like, hey dad, would it be okay if I took Rebecca on a hike? And he's like, Oh, well, I mean, I don't want to keep the sisters apart, so feel free. And then we figured out, sorry, Dad, we figured out <laughs> the key to get her out of the house. So I was like, oh. Every weekend, I'm just going to take Rebecca and we're going to go and go on an adventure. We're going to go to a concert. We're going to go for a hike. She's just going to come stay at my apartment. Like, just whatever we could figure out to do to get her out of the house. Because it was like, you were so miserable. And I was like, that's so not fair. Mm -hmm. Because in that house, you were the stepkid. I was. I was the redheaded stepchild. So this is is the same year that me and Rebecca. Because that's when the phone stuff. Fell into it that I needed... I needed everyone, air quotes, everyone to, to be able to get a hold, be able to get some, someone had to get it just in case something happened to me. Because yeah. This is my transition of when I was in the army, not mm-hmm. in the air force anymore. And I was like, no, everyone needs to be able to be able to get a hold of me. And everyone needs to be able to get, then get a hold of just in case someone goes through my phone and calls someone that's on my emergency list. Because, right. Oh yeah. And then her phone was off, and I was like, oh, no, no, no. This is an emergency phone. It has to be on. I'm paying for it. You are not. These are the rules. It has to be plugged in. has to be charged at all times. She has to answer when I call or when the phone goes off. Yeah. And if she doesn't, someone better answer that phone. And it was like. She yeah. stepped in and was being mom. Like, I was being me. <laughs> yeah. And honoring me. Because I, I don't think. I don't think it's right. And there's been times that we would be doing math, air quotes again, math, <laughs> and we'd just, be, we'd just be talking A plus B equals, that's stupid, 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 stupid. 
And then, and then, and then Y and X are, you know, and then one, two, three, four, type conversation. That's how, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. It was very, very coded and encrypted. And so, what I'm understanding is we were all teenagers when pivotal shifts in our relationships happen. Yeah. You guys were teenagers. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, pivotal relationship shifts relationship shifts happen for you too as a teen yeah well yeah because you were going one direction and then hard stuff happened and then you decided to go a different route from what i remember you know you know you're, you're right because I, I did definitely at 19 well at 18 d and then was in nursing mm -hmm. and this was like screw the shit and went into the air force Oops. sorry okay. my bad <laughs> i'm the potty mouth guilty as charged um that's a good one you've been really good and because <laughs> i'm not able to be conscious of myself and then yeah went to the air force got her name today came back home was like Average teenager. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Thanks, Dad, for junior year. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, because then it continued into your senior year. Yeah. And then you came home. I can't remember when. Let's see. Uh, Were you home when she graduated? Like home, home, not just visiting? Was I home? Were you at my graduation? I was at your graduation. Remember, because you made a comment last night at dinner of me making you cry. Um, Andrew was the only one that wasn't in person. But he video called me. Yeah. Yes. I guess I don't remember because you didn't come camping with us. No. True. I don't. Why was I here? I wasn't stationed here. But I was here and Tavion was here with me. Oh, yeah. Because we we were worried about the the noise level. I don't remember why I was here. What year did you graduate? 16. 16, 16, 16, 16. I was dropping the boys off. Andre and Tavion were being moved here from Fort Bragg. Oh, that's right. Right before I went to Korea. Oh, right. That was before Korea. And then I came back and got stationed here. <laughs> yeah. Man. And then I went to Illinois. And now we're back to the present. Oh, God. There we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for talking about, uh, I mean, just our relationships that we have with each other. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing as much as you humanly can about your job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Good. <laughs> thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode of meeting um my other sister uh we truly are uh, a trio um out here the three of us um hope you continue to live your most transparent life and i'll talk to you next time bye